Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What do you want? You, I, I'm giving you juice the first 20 minutes. I'm expressing myself, and that's what it's all about. There's always two sides to every story, right? Always. Always. We'll go around the league with Lloyd Vance. Vance's view in the 5 o'clock hour. Kai Carlin on the Sixers as well. Light night in the NBA to tip it off, but we'll start to play around with some over and unders. But again, uh, it's got to be about the Eagles to start off the show. Why? Because it is a very interesting time if you are an Eagles fan. I think, really, if you are a football fan, because you want to see the direction of this franchise. And like I said, I also believe when the smoke settles down the road, say in the offseason, a lot of stuff will be addressed. But to help us kind of make sense of it uh, is our good friend, uh, Johnny Mac, John McMullen. And you can catch him not only on my show with footballs on the 20s, Ryan Rothstein during the week at 1030, Saturdays 10 to 11 on the fix. SI, he's with the Philly voice, he's with the middle guys, extending the play, as I mentioned every Saturday. Covers the birds, the best in the biz, and he's kind enough to join us as we are doing somewhat of a airing of the grievances. Johnny Mac, how are you? <laughs> I like the air air of the grievances, but yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, Eagles have a slim chance to make the playoffs, very slim. I think 538 has it at 9%, and once that door is shut, Rich, <laughs> and it's Jeffrey Lurie season. Uh, <laughs> you you cannot wait until the final, wh- whether it's a kneel down or a hell mary or just running out the clock against uh, Washington to close out the season. Because it seems as though you've got some uh, opinions regarding the owner of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone has kind of settled into three paths. Um, I'm not sure that's the lone path, but it's obviously, you know, fire the general manager, which isn't going to happen. Forget about that. You can throw that off to the side. That's his BFF forever. He's not firing Howie Roseman. Uh, you trade Carson Wentz and move on. That's not happening because it's $34 million in dead money. Um in a pandemic year, by the way, where you've lost essentially 200 to $250 million in revenues. So he's not going to blow that record up. And it would be the record as it stands today is $21 million. Yep. So he would be obliterating it. That's not going to happen. And then it's firing the head coach. And that, that you know, if this were based on merit alone – that would be the least likely path, but it's the most likely path for the reasons I just gave you. Now, the curveballs could be other things. For instance, you could shake up the coaching staff. You know, we talked to Dave Fipp today, the special teams coordinator. He, he looked like a dead man walking. Oh, no doubt. Maybe you shake up the coaching staff that way um, or, or do something uh, of that nature. Uh, but clearly – that's what Jeffrey Lurie. That's what Jeffrey Lurie's become. He's a change for change sake kind of guy, and after a disappointing season, he's going to make a change. It's not necessarily a, a substantive plan, 
But right. he's going to make a change. Listen, I know we've kind of talked about this in nauseum, you know, with these now multiple different reports coming coming out. You know, the he said, she said, Carson Wentz wants out if he's not going to be the starter. Carson Wentz, no, he'll be fine. Is a ba- Listen, if I'm demoted or I lose my job and I believe I've worked for it, then I'm going to go kick it and scream and I'm going to fight for it. That's just my personality. Here's a player that just got a boatload of cash, $128 million extension. Uh, uh, a year or so ago. He hasn't played like that quarterback, and albeit we can document left to right, up and down, why those reasons are. But if I'm going to let it leak out that, hey, man, I I, I got to get out of here. I can't do Then that's telling me right off the bat, that's a red flag for 31 other teams that the first sign of adversity, all of a sudden he's that thin-skinned and soft mentally where he wants to pick up his ball and he wants to go home. And quite frankly, to me, that's very disappointing. Now, I get it. He's ticked off. What do we want him to say? But I don't know how much validity is in with these reports. Maybe you can shed some light. But the bottom line is, if I'm hearing that and there's truth to that, I'm thinking to myself, come on, man. Seriously, you don't have enough equity in the NFL build-up where you can actually sit here and dictate things on your terms. It just doesn't work like that. Well, there's there's two parts of that. One, I, I expect any quarterback. I expect Jalen Hurts. I mean, he started two NFL yeah. games. I don't expect him to accept being a backup. I mean, you want guys who want to be starters. So, the fact that he's upset about being a backup and how this season has gone, I don't I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. He does have to do that self scout look in the mirror and say he's a big part of it, and and clearly things have to change. I do believe uh, that report was uh, a little bit of uh, nonsense, to be honest. Chris Mortensen's already scaled it back a, a, a little bit. Carson has not said that to any of his representatives. Now, it, it could always be an agent uh, talking out of turn or, or something of that nature. Uh, other than the common sense aspect of he doesn't want to be a backup in this league, um, I, I don't think there's much to that story and it was the Sunday morning pregame story and I don't I, I wouldn't put too much credence into it the other thing too is again it, it like I said we talk about it Saturday when I'm in studio with you for your show extending to play and I've heard you say it multiple times um, with, with shows on this station and and other shows and whatnot where it, it's just Nobody like we don't have the crystal ball with this. You, you've you've laid it out. There are certain scenarios that p- potentially would play themselves out. And the bottom line is, you're right. He's n- unless they make him an offer, they can't refuse. He's not going anywhere. Now the question is: Is, is it possible that Jalen Hurts' stock is going up over the next couple of weeks? Where hey, New England, Indianapolis, Chicago. 49ers. I mean, who's to say Eagles won entertainment? Ah, there you go. Right. You hit it, Q. You hit it. You know, it's interesting. Andrew Brandt brought this up, and that's the former Packers executive been an agent in this league. He knows how business is done in this league. And he wrote about this today, and I had mentioned it before. Because of that dead money hit, it is more likely the Eagles trade Jalen Hurts than it is Carson Wentz. If you can get a first-round pick for Jalen Hurts, yeah, that's – I'm not saying it's likely, but it's more likely than trading Carson Wentz. You're in purgatory with that contract. You made a mistake. You're stuck with it until 2022. 
People are, are trying to, to, to play twister, to twist themselves in pretzels to say how you can get out of it, how you can renegotiate the contract, how, how other teams would take Carson Wentz. It's not about the other teams. It's about the Eagles. Even if they restructure this deal, the dead money doesn't change. They're not taking a $34 million dead money hit. It's just not happening. No, it, it, it's not. And, it, and I'm wondering whether the report, like you said, was agent-driven or not. I, I, I'm just – see, here's the problem. Both sides at this point – kind of need to grow up, right? Because at the end of the day, it is a business. You are trying to win football games. That's that's it. You draft, you trade for players that you think will potentially help you, that will give you make a, 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 present an impact on the field to get you W's because you know this covering the league as long as you had. It's so hard to win in the NFL each and every Sunday. These head coaches lose games. They don't sleep for weeks. They can win three in a row. They're still thinking about why on, you know, fourth and five, hello, Joe Judge, they fake a field goal. You know, they're thinking of some of this nonsense. But my point is they live, die, and breathe with every single solitary play. So there's that element. The second point is you're right. I mean, think about it. The dead money, it, 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 it does appear it would be more likely that it would be the guy hurts. And here's another, as I peel the layer back with these theories. What if it, it's one of these things where Eagles all along knew it was a lost season. They believe maybe Carson can get back to where he was, at least 85 90%. And now they think, wait a second, we start this kid. Look what he did. We start him again. Look what he did. Now, all of a sudden, this kid's stock is going up. Well, hold on a second. We got older players. We got to shed some salaries. We've got some positions of need. You're right. What can we What can we dangle out there in the offseason for this kid that's going to help us build around Carson? Yeah, and remember, uh, he's under a, a cost-effective rookie deal, so that increases his value uh, as opposed to the the massive contract, which isn't that bad from a, a perspective of no. uh, a veteran starting quarterback in this league. But nonetheless, uh, you always have quarterback deficient teams. Now, you know, one of the things that will throw uh, uh, a, a monkey wrench into that is there are probably four quarterbacks are going to go top 15. So if you are a, a, a team, an organization looking for a quarterback, you can probably go the draft route. Uh, that always uh, messes things up. But, yeah, I mean, the Eagles have a lot of avenues, and I think it's been boiled down to those three that yep. we talked about, the coach, the general manager, the quarterback. Uh, ultimately, what they do do, it's going to be none of the above. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something Less, like I said, maybe revamping the coaching staff, maybe firing some high-profile assistants, maybe even uh, the wild speculation of, of, of spinning off Jalen Hurts. It's going to be something different than what people are saying. Just it's going to be one of three things. It, it's not. We're getting to the point in the NFL season where, you know, again, teams are starting to mentally check out. They're starting to plan for the holidays. We're starting to wonder if teams like the Rams and the Steelers are thinking holidays right away with some of their horrible losses. I mean, you watch that game uh, Sunday with the Rams and the Jets, and if you're a Jet fan, you know, the f- my cousin is a diehard Jet fan. He called me up. Why? 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 I mean, I, I felt like it was a scene in Godfather 3. 
when they uh, when they killed the daughter and Pacino's on the steps screaming. He was about to have a heart attack right there. I mean, you know, I've been in locker We talk about, you know, Mo Lewis starting Tom Brady's two-decade run in New England. Now they're going to be talking about the punter making that tackle. Because I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a a superstar in this league. And it's probably not going to be for the Jets now. You never know. We we see it all the time. I mean, but you know uh, this. The Jets winning that game. Yeah, but, but you, it, 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 you, you no, ask these players, Johnny Mac. You you know they want to win. Yeah, they, of course. They, uh, does Adam Gase want zero and sixteen on his ledger? No. No, nobody does. wants zero and sixteen on the resume. Nobody anywhere wants zero and sixteen on the resume. I always, you know, in the NBA, I always say, even that we're tanking is a lot more legitimate, and you can really build. Uh, a little bit more in that way. Even that, uh, executives tank. Players and coaches don't tank. Nope. Never have, never nope. will. Um, and, you know, Jason Kelsey just talked about this a couple weeks ago. I wrote about it on Philly Boys. Uh, he was getting fired up about Eagles fans talking about losing games and getting a better draft pick. That's not how you create a winning culture in no. this league. It's, it's, just, it's just not how you do it in the NFL. And here's the other thing, too, right? If I'm a free agent or a pending free agent, there's film on me. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I the last thing I want is, is them to see the last five minutes of a game. I'm dogging it. I mean, that, that they they have that's what I'm saying. Players have they don't care what the fans think in that regard. They just uh-huh. don't. They don't. But but it is interesting to watch even the Steelers last night. I mean, you got Big Ben, the the, the drama um, uh, drama king, drama queen of all uh, drama queens out there over the last several weeks. Well, if I don't have it, I think I should retire. He was horrible last night. <laughs> yeah, he was. I, I mean, obviously the Steelers have, have uh, reached a significant hiccup in their season. I think we all kind of knew they weren't that good when they're 11 and L. We kind of looked at that, that how, how are they doing this? And all of a sudden, you get sort of a market correction. But I also think they're not that—they're not this bad as they've played during this losing streak. And you know, that's the interesting part of this. Other than Kansas City, you know what Kansas City is. Yep. You know where Kansas City's going, uh, barring any injuries or issues like that. Everybody else, you're trying to get a feel who's going to get hot at the right time these final two weeks of the season get into the playoffs playing really, really well. Uh, and that's where you sort of see the teams take off. I, I think Baltimore scares people if they can get in. Um, we got to see if New Orleans can right the ship with Drew Brees and get him healthy and get back on the right track. So it, it's going to be interesting to see which, which teams get hot at the right time because other than Kansas City, everybody else is kind of – the same. Yeah, and, and Indianapolis, you know, they go as Rivers goes, but they can run the ball a little bit. I, I'll tell you the team that I've loved from the get-go, and if it was any other year, Derrick Henry would have been an MVP. But look at the numbers that Ryan Tannehill has put up over the last 36, 37-odd games, as starting, which is another indictment, by the way, on Adam Gase. You know, the guy just wins. He just 21 to 27, Yeah, he's been amazing. He's been amazing yeah. since he went to Tennessee. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of indictments about him. Geez. I mean, the guy should be in, 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 in prison for <laughs> <laughs> about five life terms. And, and the fact that he's gotten two jobs is, is impressive. And I always go back, you know, in 2016, I always say it's better to be lucky than good when, when the Eagles hired Doug Peterson. Yeah. 
the, the number one guy on their list was Adam Gates. I remember they that. Didn't want to leave him, they didn't want him to leave the building. Yep. And he wanted personnel power, and the Eagles said, well, we can't do that coming off Chip Kelly. And he got that Miami, and they lucked out. And number two, by the way, was Ben McAdoo. Oh, they had don't a, remind me. They had a welcome basket for Ben McAdoo. It was probably from and Denny's he was coming to match that down the New Jersey Turnpike, Rich. Yeah, yeah. And turned, and the Giants got him. Turned uh, around at the Molly Pitcher Service area, went uh, right back up the Turnpike, and the Eagles lucked out on that one as well. It, it, it probably matched his oversized play chart from Denny's. <laughs> hey, by the way, do not look now, but quietly, Mitchell T. Chicago winning a couple. Nah, he's terrible. <laughs> and you know you the Bears are going to talk themselves into that. You didn't even. Let and it. that Minnesota defense <laughs> is just atrocious. But I'll, I'll tell you why. And this is the same thing where people shouldn't get excited about uh, Jalen Hurts as well, or or too excited. Right. Anytime you are trying, and a coach says you're trying to cut the field in half for a quarterback and limit his reads, generally to high-low reads, that is a bad sign. And ultimately, when Mitchell Trubisky plays a really good defense, he's going to turn into a pumpkin, uh, and he's going to turn into Mitchell Trubisky. And, you know, nothing against Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts has a lot of potential. But he's got to keep getting better. Uh, and he's got to keep learning more of the offense and prove he can do more things. Anytime you're cutting the field in half for a quarterback, run. Run in the other direction. The disdain you have, Tr- uh, Trubisky, I just didn't even get my I, – I couldn't even get my argument out. And you just no. – just cut. I mean, just – hey, how about uh, – before I let you uh, get out of here, uh, I, I, I was shocked – by this, but uh, the passing of Kevin Green, and I actually tweeted about it. You know, I, I'm a Giants fan, as many know, and and growing up, I, I th- those teams. First of all, Flipper Anderson still makes me cry, but those Rams teams <laughs> in the late '80s, early '90s, Kevin Green was dominant. But then you look at what he did with the Steelers, with Brown and Kirkland and Lloyd, and I still remember that great NFL soundbite with Cower saying to, to Lloyd, you know, rush the quarterback. But how about his career, Kevin Green's career, and, and, and you're talking about an outside linebacker that really can just – he dominated the trenches at times. He dominated when he played. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great edge rushers of all time. And it says, guys, I think he's number three all time. Now, granted, they didn't, Sachs wasn't an official yep. statistic when guys like Deacon Jones were playing. But still, when you're, when you're at that level and he produced that much pressure over that many years, and that's the one thing, I, I, if you look at the Hall of Fame, the one thing they value uh, over everything else besides quarterbacks, obviously everything starts with quarterbacks, but then number two is, is is pass rushers. Every legit pass rusher goes into the Hall of Fame uh, ultimately, and he was one of those guys. He's one of the he's one of the greatest edge rushers that ever lived. And yeah, I mean, at 58 years old, uh, you never expect that. I think that was a gut punch to a lot of people. But you know, he's a great coach as well. He was really well respected in this league. Uh, lastly, before I let you get out of here, right now you mentioned Kansas City, arguably the best team in the NFL, let alone the AFC. But 
I mean, are you still teetering in the NFC to see what happens with Drew Brees, or is it the Packers? I mean, does it seem like it's going to be Green Bay and Kansas City collision course? Yeah, I, I think that's the most obvious path. But I, I do think, you know, Green Bay has some holes. Uh, they don't stop the run well. Uh, so I, I do think they're they're fallible uh, and, you know, the most uh, – the team most likely to make a run at them if, if Drew Brees can get healthy and they they can start playing well again would be the Saints. Uh, I, but I certainly think the NFC side is more open uh, than the AFC. I mean, something's going to happen dramatically for the for somebody to knock off the Chiefs. I, I could see an upset on the NFC side, but certainly the Packers look like the best team right now. I'll tell you one team that I think could upset the apple cart, and I already mentioned it to you in the AFC. You get Derrick Henry running downhill like that, or say Kansas City finds a way. Now, I know you got to score a ton of points. Their defense is a little susceptible at times in a run. But if Tennessee can hang in there, say they meet in the playoffs and Derrick Henry starts to go off, man, I'll tell you, that would be something. That I mean, that's, that's, my, that's the, because they just play defense. The quarterback doesn't make mistakes. And this running back, just like he's on another level right now. Yeah, the margin of error is so small. Yep. I, I agree. Those running teams, and, and Derek, you look at the playoffs last season. I mean, I mean, they made that run. But when you play that way, the margin of error is so small, against, especially against a team like the Chiefs. Remember the Texans game. Oh, I mean, yeah. that game was over. Every other team in the history of the world, that game was over. And, and you know, the, the Chiefs were back in, in 10 minutes, it seems. I mean, eventually, and even if you go to the Super Bowl itself, which the Chiefs did not play well in that game. They played really poorly in that game. And they still wore you down and and wore San Francisco down, were able to get the win. That's what they do. I mean, they might struggle for a quarter, but ultimately they're coming and Tyreek Hill's going to get behind you and they're going to have the explosive plays and, and... the way Tennessee plays, it's just the margin of error is just too small. Johnny Mack, I appreciate you airing some of your grievances. I'm sure they'll continue Saturday and probably uh, later tonight with Rothstein. You really didn't air too many of them, but still. I'm wondering, did you get, <laughs> I always air the grievances. Listen, you did you that, get right? a gift card from the Human Fund? Hey, always. <laughs> if anyone wants to send me any Christmas gift cards, the- uh, I am the Human Fund South Jersey uh, representative. Uh, the fund that keeps on giving. Did you take a look at our numbers? Uh, <laughs> we can go on and on with that. All right, my friend. I always appreciate it, pal. We will uh, tune in tonight with Ryan, of course, during the week, and I'll see you on Saturday, bud. Have a good holiday. All right, thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. All right, you got it. Our good friend Johnny Mac, John McMullen, 442, quickie timeout. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.